You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Zags, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host as always, Stephen Carr, and tomorrow is the NBA Draft, and the Locked On Network has you covered. NBA Draft GOAT Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Rafael Barlow, and John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage tomorrow, July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Today is Wednesday, July 28th, and Jalen Suggs and Corey Kispert have arrived in New York for the NBA Draft. Both of them talked to the media a little bit on Tuesday. Corey Kispert took a tour of Times Square, posted a video of that online. And tomorrow night, both of them are going to be in the green room to have their names heard in the first round of the NBA Draft. Yesterday on the show, if you missed it, we talked about where Corey Kispert could end up being picked. And then tomorrow, we're going to give one final rundown of Jalen Suggs' draft hopes uh, leading into the NBA draft. But today, we are talking Philip Petrushev. He seems to be a little bit of a coin flip as to whether or not he actually gets drafted tomorrow. But I think he will. And I'm going to tell you why today on the show. And then we'll end today's episode with another path to playing time. And today, Anton Watson, perhaps Gonzaga's biggest X-factor this coming season. But first, some news and notes from Tuesday. We mentioned yesterday that Ira Brown and Japan needed some uh, a win and some help to uh, win a tiebreaker and get to the quarterfinals of the three-on-three tournament at the Olympics. Well, they got the win, they got some help, and they advanced to the quarterfinals of the three-on-three tournament. Unfortunately, they lost a few hours later in the quarterfinals to uh, third-seeded Latvia. They lost 21-18. to Ira Brown, after the game, said this, Quote, for a team that was formed three days prior to the Olympics, for us to be able to do that, to play guys who have been together seven, eight years, I have no regrets with our performance. So shout out to Ira Brown for getting his Olympic moment and helping guide Japan, not just through pool play, but into the quarterfinals of the first ever three-on-three basketball tournament at the Olympics. Rui Hachimura is looking for his Olympic moment tonight as Japan looks to upset Slovenia. Uh, That game is going to be happening at 9.40 p.m. Pacific time tonight on Wednesday. Uh, For those on the West Coast, that's reasonable enough to actually stay up and watch. So Japan taking on Slovenia and Luka Doncic tonight, 9.40 p.m. Pacific time. We will recap that game on tomorrow morning's podcast. Two other things non-Olympic related that I want to talk about. And one of them is recruiting. Another name that has popped up in the 2023 class is Jared McCain. And he was on a team that won the Peach Jam Championship. And he talked to Stock Risers yesterday, very much like a a recruit that we talked about earlier in the week. And he says that Gonzaga is in on him in his recruiting. And they asked him about Gonzaga and what he feels uh, about that program and the guards that they use in uh, in the system. And Jared McCain said this about Gonzaga. Quote, Gonzaga is very high on my abilities. They believe it will be able to work at the next level. Jalen Suggs and Corey Kispert were very elite guards. Corey's ability to shoot the ball is amazing to watch, and Jalen's IQ and ability to affect the game in multiple ways is wild to watch. 
Jared McCain is a 6'2 combo guard uh, out of uh, California, and he's got offers over the last month and a half from Kansas, from Louisville, from USC, from Texas Tech. So some big names in on Jared McCain uh, that have offered him, but Gonzaga currently in the evaluation process with him. And then the last piece of news that came out on Tuesday is the bracket for the Maui Invitational. Some WCC news here in St. Mary's is in the Maui Invitational this year, and they're going to take on Notre Dame in the first round of that Maui Invitational. Notre Dame has been down the last few seasons, but still a power conference school for St. Mary's to take on in the first round. And if they win that, they will take on Oregon in the semifinals of the Maui Invitational. And Oregon is going to be a top 15 school uh, probably to start the 2021-2022 season. So two big games for St. Mary's if those were to happen. And then the top half of the bracket is Texas A&M, Wisconsin, Butler, and Houston. So whatever happens uh, with St. Mary's, they're going to get, in all likelihood, three very solid games, top 100 net teams, top 50 net teams, and then in the case of Oregon, possibly a top 10 to 15 school in the country. So three really good games coming up for St. Mary's in their non-conference schedule when they play in the Maui Invitational in late November. Okay, coming up, we are talking about Philip Petrushev. One final breakdown of his NBA draft hopes, his strengths, his weaknesses, and potential landing spots if he were to get drafted. Before we get there, today's episode is being sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. The Mariners on fire right now. If you want to keep betting on the Mariners, go for it. The NFL, college football, right around the corner. It's the perfect time to get in on the fun, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NFL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online or your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On. Okay, let's talk about Philip Petrushev because I think he is the most interesting Gonzaga draft prospect in this class because nobody really knows where he's going to be drafted or if he's going to be drafted. Jalen Suggs is going to go in the top five. Corey Kispert is going to go in the top 15 in all likelihood. And Joel Ayai has a lot of interest in that 20 to 40 range because he's got such a unique skill set. But nobody, I don't think, is quite sure how Philip Petrushev is going to translate at an NBA level. So let's kind of go through his background. He came to the United States to play high school basketball after playing in both Serbia and Spain growing up. And a fun fact that I had completely forgot about, and you guys may not even know, uh, but Philip Petrushev originally committed to play at Hartford before his talent kind of exploded and he realized he could go to a better school than Hartford. So he decommitted from Hartford, Uh, and chose Gonzaga after playing for Mountain Verde Academy in Florida. As a freshman at Gonzaga in that 2019 team, uh, when Killian Tilly was hurt, uh, Phil Petrushev was a role player, and he averaged 6.5 points a game, and he had some huge, huge moments, especially um, in that due game in Maui when he had 11 points in 12 minutes when Killian Tilly was hurt. And it was pretty clear watching him that he was going to be the next great Gonzaga big man. He actually tested the draft waters, after his freshman year, which kind of surprised some people. But I think that kind of sent a message that 
in all likelihood, he was only going to have one more year on campus. And that's exactly what happened. He was the go-to player for Gonzaga on that 2020 team. He won the WCC Player of the Year award after scoring 17.5 points a game on 56% shooting. But instead of going to the draft or coming back for one more year, with all the COVID uncertainty, he decided he wanted to head back home. And he went to Serbia and he went and played for Mega BMAX in the Adriatic League. And boy, was he good over there. He won the MVP award this past season. He expanded his game to the three-point line, which is something that Gonzaga really didn't make him do a ton of during his time in Spokane. And now he's entered the NBA draft. But nobody knows exactly where he stands. His NBA draft buzz has been very, very quiet, much like Joel Eyei. So let's break down why that is. And we're going to start with his strengths. Philip Petrushev can score the basketball, and he can score the basketball at an incredibly high level. That's been obvious pretty much his entire career. His footwork in the post is really, really good. He draws contact at an elite rate. His sophomore year at Gonzaga, he drew seven and a half fouls per 40 minutes, which was the fourth best mark in the entire country. And now, after his time in Serbia, he could stretch the floor. He shot 46% from deep while playing in Serbia this past season on pretty decent volume too. It wasn't just, you know, one shot a game. So he's a 6'11 big man who can space the floor, but also finish incredibly efficiently at the rim. Just that alone is going to pique the interest of a lot of NBA teams. The problem is the rest of his game. He's not a very good passer. Sometimes, especially when he was at Gonzaga, he kind of became a black hole when he touched the ball. They say that he's gotten a little bit better with his vision while playing overseas, but it's certainly still a weakness in his game. He's not super, super strong. He plays more finesse than anything, um, and he's going to be going up some big old dudes when he gets to the NBA. So uh, that kind of gives some pause to his ceiling a little bit as an offensive player. There's also some serious, serious worries on the defensive end. Um, I think he can contest shots vertically when needed, but he's not good guarding on the perimeter. He wasn't good at that at Gonzaga, and it doesn't sound like he's going to be very good at it at the NBA level either if he gets switched onto a guard because his overall athleticism is, I would say, average at best. He's not very bouncy. He's not very quick laterally. and He's not the strongest guy in the draft by any means. So all that is to say that there are a lot of areas for improvement for Philip Petrushev at the next level. However... His pure ability to score the basketball, both inside and outside, makes him interesting enough to get drafted. So let's take a guess on what's going to happen tomorrow night in the draft. Jonathan Gavoni over at ESPN has him going 42nd overall to Detroit. Sam Vecini has him going 43 to the Pelicans. Jeremy Wu has him going 53 to the Pelicans. I would say the majority of the two-round mock drafts that I've seen do seem to believe he will get drafted. The key thing to remember with Petrushev is that he can be stashed overseas for two more years if he gets selected by an NBA team, which would mean he has time to work on his body, work on his game while getting legitimate playing time, and then come back to the United States and play for an NBA team in a couple of seasons. So because of this, the most likely teams to take him are teams with a lot of draft picks or already full rosters. And that's why the Pelicans make a ton of sense because they have a whopping four second-round draft picks. 
there's no chance that they can keep all those players on the active roster next season. So taking an international player and stashing him seems very, very likely. The Pistons are kind of in that same uh, kind of situation. They've got three second-round draft picks. So kind of the same thing applies to them. The Thunder have three first-round picks and three second-round picks. If they somehow keep all of those and not trade them away, they're probably going to take at least one, maybe two international players. So those are the three teams that I would watch for, for Philip Petrushev, would be the Pelicans, the Pistons, and the Thunder. Like I said earlier, I do think he will get drafted because of his ability to score the basketball, and teams are going to see that. And then they're just going to pray that his defense uh, is going to kind of improve enough to be a valuable player in the NBA when the time comes. And with the option of stashing him away for a year or two, that's enough for a team to take a chance on his overall potential. If I had to make a prediction, I'll go ahead and say Detroit is going to take him at 52 overall. But we'll see what happens tomorrow night during the NBA draft. And tomorrow morning, we are talking about the best prospect to come out of Gonzaga this year. And of course, that is the legendary Jalen Suggs. He talked with the media on Tuesday, so I'm going to go through a little bit of what he said and, of course, give his strengths, his weaknesses, just like we've been doing all week long. Coming up to finish the show, we are going to continue our Path to Playing Time series with one of the more polarizing players on Gonzaga's roster last season, Anton Watson. He's healthy now. He worked out with Drew Timmy all summer long, and now he's got to put it all together. But what does he have to do to get more playing time this season? We are going to discuss it to finish today's show. But before we do today's episode, along with tomorrow night's live NBA draft coverage for the Locked On Network, is being brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate and all bars. If you're not sure which flavor you want, and there's a bunch of them going on right now, Feel free to get a mixed box with multiple flavors. All of them are soft, easy to chew, and absolutely delicious. Not only do they taste great, but they're healthy too. They're great for the health conscious guy, and also for anyone looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Most Built Bars have 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Spokane kid, Anton Watson. The first time we saw Anton Watson in game action in a Gonzaga uniform was the exhibition game against Lewis Clark State College in 2019. And if you remember, Watson was the star of that game. He scored 28 points on 12 of 13 shooting, and he was the best player on the floor that night. And he started his first four games uh, of that freshman season before Killian Tilly returned from injury. And he averaged 10.5 points and six rebounds while shooting 68% inside the arc while starting those first four games. That's the Anton Watson that I saw in high school. And that's the Anton Watson we've seen flashes of during his Gonzaga career. And now it's his third year in college. And so his path to playing time, play angry all the time. When Anton Watson turns on that extra gear, he is absolutely fantastic. He's a great individual defender. He gets his hands on everything. He could drive the ball from the perimeter. And he's really got some sneaky post moves as well. The problem, as we've all seen, is that he doesn't always play with that high motor. And sometimes the staff or his teammates kind of have to bring that out of him a little bit. But if he can find some consistency in his aggressiveness, Gonzaga's ceiling grows more and more. 
And I think there's reason to believe that he's going to get there this season. And the main one is because he's healthy. He missed pretty much his entire freshman season after those first couple of weeks with, you know, recurring shoulder problems. And then eventually he had the, the uh, surgery to fix it. But he was rehabbing all of last offseason, and he really couldn't work on his game a lot at all. And you can kind of tell throughout this past season that he wasn't super comfortable or very confident with that shoulder. And I think that's done now. I think uh, one of the biggest pieces of optimism from this entire offseason is that Anton Watson is healthy and he's been working on his game for, you know, six months. He's been working out in Texas. He worked out with Drew Timmy and a personal trainer. And that personal trainer said that one of their goals is to get Anton Watson's motor up to that high level at all times. And that's what he's been working on uh, over the summer. And he's going to be a huge part of the rotation next season, of course. I would say it's unlikely that he starts next to Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy, but it's certainly possible. I've been going back and watching a lot of old Gonzaga games from the past 20 years, and Gonzaga started the 2010-2011 season by starting Elias Harris, Kelly Olynyk, and Rob Sacre next to each other. It did not work out very well for very long, and they put in, um, I think they put in another guard for Kelly Olenek, and he came off the bench. But it's not unheard of that Gonzaga starts three big guys next to each other, and if Gonzaga believes that Anton Watson or Chet Holmgren's ability to play the perimeter is good enough, then we could see that lineup. But in all likelihood, I think we're going to see Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy start next to each other with Anton Watson backing them up and playing you know, 20 to 25 minutes a game. The way he gets more minutes and the way he becomes an NBA prospect, which some people still think that he can be, is to show that aggressiveness on the offensive end consistently. And I really do think it's that simple. The kid shot 71% inside the arc last season, which was top 10 in the entire country. He is so, so efficient when he gets to the rim. He just needs to get there more. His jump shooting, obviously, is a concern. Uh, but I think with some more confidence and uh, some more confidence in his shoulders, some more confidence in his shot, I think that's going to help with that a ton. I have been a very, very strong supporter of Anton Watson since his days at Gonzaga Prep, and I defended him most of last year. And I really do think there's enough talent in Watson and enough athletic ability for him to get to the NBA. He just needs to put it all together. And that starts this season, and it starts with turning on the switch and playing angry at all times. And that is is Anton Watson's path to playing time. And that is going to do it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about Jalen Suggs' NBA draft hopes as the perfect lead-in to tomorrow night's NBA draft. And then, of course, we will continue our path to playing time, going back to the women's side and talking about Melody Kempton, the sixth man on the Gonzaga women's roster the last couple years who's looking to take a much larger role next season. If you want one final NBA mock draft coverage with some guest appearances from me, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA mock drafts Chad Ford and Odyssey NBA expert Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. It's the perfect way to get ready for the NBA draft coming up tomorrow night. Our Locked On NBA local experts made selections and trades for all of their favorite basketball teams throughout the week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is the audio home for all of your sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Don't forget you can rate and subscribe to this podcast. Please, if you will, leave us a five-star rating.
You can follow me on Twitter at Escargo. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnZags. If you want to email the show, feel free to do so. It is LockedOnZags at gmail.com. Everybody enjoy your Wednesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. It is a great day to be a Zag.